Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, certified habit coach, wife, stepmom, and former physician assistant. I help career women finally break free from their unhealthy eating habits. If you're ready to start feeling your best, then I can show you how. Let's go. Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad to be talking with you today. This episode is going to touch on some ever so important eating habits for career women. I wanted to do this episode as the very first one for a few reasons. One is that I want to establish that career women can benefit from healthier eating habits, not just because of the traditional health benefits, but also from more secondary benefits like increased energy, decreased mental chatter around food also experiencing less negative feelings like frustration, disappointment, and even hopelessness, all of which allow for you to put more focus and attention on the things that are most important to you. So if you can focus more on what's specifically important to you, like a hobby, advancing in your career, your family, all of the things, then your life is going to be so much more full simply because of some healthier eating habits. So just think about right now if you can identify with this. You know, so often you can spend so much of your time and energy on what you need to do that there isn't any leftover for what you want to do, what really truly lights you up inside. When your energy is lacking due to certain foods you're eating or not eating, it takes longer to get things done, leaving you less time. So I truly believe that better eating habits can save you time because of even just that one reason of having more energy to accomplish what you need to do, so that you don't end up spending more time than is necessary. And also, having energy left over to do what you want to do. Because let's face it, as a career woman, you're used to prioritizing the things you need to do over the things that you want to do. You're used to prioritizing other people over yourself, whether it's your colleagues, your boss, <laughs> friends, family, whomever. So. What I want to offer to you is that when you start to prioritize yourself with lifestyle changes like healthier eating habits, other people will reap the benefits as well. When you have more energy due to healthier food choices and you use that energy to do things you love doing, other people get the indirect benefits of that too, right? So for example, say you love doing yoga and you now have more energy to do yoga a few times a week. The positive feelings that doing something you love generates will radiate from you to the people surrounding you. Contrast that with if you're feeling tired, stressed, irritable, and not having much enjoyment in your life, that will have a negative effect on not only you, but also people around you. You might snap at people, forget that you made a plan with someone because you're just so overwhelmed or tired. There's just so many possibilities of things that can happen. So even if you're just increasing your energy for the things that you need to do, other people will benefit significantly. Take your career, for example. You're serving others with that job that you're doing, right? 
you're helping the company that you work for or that you own, you're helping them to serve others. So healthier eating habits for career women is especially important. And that's just the benefit of increased energy. There's also, of course, more positive feelings of freedom, confidence, self-control, even drive. There's less mental chatter around food, which I think is a big one, meaning less mental drama in your mind about your food choices. Also, um, less trying to fight cravings and less talking negatively to yourself when you quote unquote mess up. And of course, the traditional health benefits, all the things that your healthcare provider makes money off of seeing you for, right? So what eating habits are some of the most crucial for you to really focus on to help with increasing energy levels to then help increase the amount of free time you have? Let's start out with the beginning of your day. So you might be thinking that I'm about to say that breakfast is going to be the first eating habit to focus on, but I'm not. It's really important to actually get a good night's sleep so that you can get out of bed the next morning without feeling you're starting the day being tired. So what does that mean? It really means ensuring that you can get a good night's sleep by falling asleep fairly quickly and staying asleep during the night. Now, there have been studies I've read regarding certain foods that may affect the quality of your sleep and also the amount of calories consumed before going to bed. However, a lot of those studies I read were done on male truck drivers and they weren't really massive studies necessarily. So I don't know about you, but I don't think male truck drivers really correlates well with career women. So also, what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another person. So avoiding a high-calorie snack or even meal right before bed can certainly help a lot of people to fall asleep more easily. But there are also some people who have a lot of difficulty falling asleep unless they've had something to eat before bed. I'm actually one of those people. I have to have a snack every night before bed, and it has to be pretty close. Now, I'm sure that's an eating habit that I've developed, but it's certainly one that I feel helps me to sleep a little bit better because I don't find those hunger uh, signals very comfortable when I'm lying in bed trying to fall asleep. So... That's why my first piece of advice regarding eating habits for career women is to really find what works for you as far as to eat or not to eat before bed so that you can sleep well. What enables you to fall asleep and stay asleep more easily? You know your sleep schedule and your snacking at night habits. Do you tend to sleep well if you've had a snack or not sleep well? Do you sleep well if you've had a late dinner? Or do you find that it's difficult to fall asleep with a late dinner? Or maybe you love dessert, but notice that when you eat a sugary dessert in the evening, you wake up multiple times in the middle of the night. So, Pick what you've noticed works for you regarding being able to fall asleep more easily and stay asleep. For me, like I said, I find it much easier to fall asleep if I have at least a small snack at night, typically between 30 and 60 minutes from bedtime. So if I really wanted to, I could stop that habit, but I don't personally feel the need to at this time. 
So for you, if you find eating close at bedtime helps you to fall asleep because you aren't feeling those hunger signals, then just go for it. Now, certainly if you want to try to make that snack a healthier one, if it's not healthy, then that's fantastic, and you should certainly go ahead with that if you want to. The point is, though, that optimizing your day as a career woman really starts off with how you sleep the night before, and that can oftentimes be affected by your nighttime eating habits. So next up is your breakfast habits. Starting your day out with some calories, which calories are just energy, is optimal, right? So that can be as little as a piece of fruit to get you going to a full-on breakfast of an omelet, hash browns, toast. So the key is to get some sort of calories in at some point in the morning and preferably from something that will also provide some nutrients that your body will benefit from throughout the day. If you really want to optimize your breakfast, then aim for something that's a few hundred calories and is a whole food rather than processed. So whole foods are just foods that are in their natural form or their natural state. So for example, a piece of fruit or um, eggs, those are whole foods, whereas toast is processed because it's a whole grain that has been mechanically processed into teeny tiny bits, meaning flour. And flour is stripped of a lot of the fiber, unfortunately, so the nutrients in a piece of toast are pretty low compared to other processed um, foods like a smoothie, which isn't stripped of quite as many nutrients. It's really just more so mechanically processed by the blender. So a smoothie made up of fruit and vegetables is going to be something that really can start out your day right because there's so many nutrients in it. Certainly, multigrain toast is not a bad thing. It's a source of energy and it also has some nutrients, but it's just not one of those whole foods. So if you're really looking to optimize your morning and your energy levels, then really shoot for something that's a whole food. So the next eating habit I want to talk to you about that will benefit you as a career woman is snacks. (laughs) So I like to think of snacks as sources of energy that keep you going in between meals. For that reason, they are so important, especially if your job sometimes doesn't allow for much time for a full lunch break. You may need to really bulk up those snacks to make up for a lack of a lunch. Also, I want to point out here that you don't need to have a traditional lunch, like a sandwich, if you don't want to. These traditional meals were essentially just made up by humans over the years, and humans knew they needed to eat periodically throughout the day to keep their energy levels up, so your traditional breakfast, lunch, and dinner schedule came about, which can actually differ somewhat with different cultures. Then the traditional breakfast, lunch, and dinner foods came about. So, for example, you know, lunch traditionally people associate that with a sandwich or a salad or a wrap. So, again, something that's just determined by humans. I want you to know that there really is no set universal rule that you have to have a traditional breakfast, lunch, or dinner. If you find it easier to pack several healthy snacks for your workday, Rather than pack a snack and full-on lunch, then do that. I've done that before myself. 
So again, the main purpose is to provide energy for your day plus nutrients. What's going to be really important with what you pack for work is asking yourself if you're packing enough to eat. So it's not just what you're eating, but also how much. If you find yourself feeling hungry at work because you didn't pack enough food, you might end up making a poor choice in the moment and get something like a candy bar from the vending machine. You know, now one candy bar certainly isn't going to kill you, but then this starts to become a habit and oftentimes that's when it becomes problematic. This is the reason why poor food choices are really more likely to happen if you're hungry. Whenever your body feels discomfort, like discomfort from hunger, it wants that discomfort to go away quickly, as in like yesterday. So when you start feeling really hungry, you'll do anything to make that hunger go away, which means sometimes making choices you later regret. Later meaning whether it's later in the day or whether it's two months later when your pants are feeling a lot tighter. So something else really important that I want to talk about regarding snacks is what kind of snacks are you packing? Is it snacks that include a lot of refined sugar, meaning sugar that isn't in its natural state, such as it is in fruit? If you're eating a lot of refined sugar throughout the day, you may be experiencing that so-called sugar high, which is due to a quick increase in your blood sugar levels as well as dopamine, the reward hormone, also typically referred to as the pleasure hormone. That was more of a term in the past. They've actually found that it's more of the reward hormone. So unfortunately, these sugar and dopamine levels rise quickly with refined sugars, causing that increased energy and causing you to quote-unquote feel good momentarily, but then fall quickly as well. That's commonly referred to as that dreaded sugar crash. I'll actually do a deep dive into sugar as well as sugar cravings in another episode, but for now it's just important to become aware of it if you're eating a lot of refined sugar as this may be causing you to feel less than your best. Also, when it comes to sugar and sweets, I commonly see a lot of women criticizing themselves for eating the sugar in the first place meaning they talk negatively to themselves in their thoughts. This negative self-talk really serves no good purpose. If you do this, then think about this. If you eat, say, a donut at work, even though you're trying to break that donut habit, and then you have negative thoughts like, why did I eat that? I know better than that. Or why can't I have better self-control like other people? Or maybe it looks something like, I'm never going to stop eating sugar, so why bother trying anymore? These are really unproductive thoughts. They don't leave you feeling very good, which means your motivation and desire to keep working on your eating habits is going to decrease. So on top of the sugar itself leaving you in the discomfort of that sugar crash, you're also talking negatively to yourself, causing even more discomfort. This does not encourage the type of action you need to take to keep working on that eating habit and being successful with getting better control over it. So take a look at the food you're eating during the day to keep your energy levels up and to ensure that you aren't going to end up talking negatively to yourself. Do you have enough food so that you avoid making poor choices due to hunger that ultimately could lead to a new bad eating habit? 
Are you eating things that are going to cause negative self-talk and result in negative feelings about yourself and your eating habits? All right, so now we're up to dinner. Dinner often seems to have the bad rap of the meal requiring the most amount of time. Therefore, it can be seen as an inconvenience, meaning a problem. So what happens when you see something as a problem? You want to find the solution. So if you see dinner as a time-consuming event that leaves you with less free time, your gut reaction is to want to try to remedy that with quick, convenient dinners like takeout or packaged dinners, frozen dinners, a bowl of cereal, things like that. If you see dinner not as a problem or not as a time-consuming event, you're going to be more likely to enjoy taking a little time to make something that's healthier, you know, healthier than the takeout or the packaged or the frozen dinner. If you just invest as little as 15 minutes, you can make up a quick healthy dinner and it doesn't have to be anything fancy or even a traditional dinner. You can enjoy the meal you just made and feel good afterward. You'll end up avoiding having those negative thoughts like you might after eating greasy or salty takeout that doesn't leave you feeling so good afterwards, both mentally and physically. So how you look at dinner really makes all the difference, meaning your mindset around dinner. If you look at it as a time to practice getting really good at a few quick healthy dinners that you can whip up in 15 minutes or less, you're going to most likely take some pride in that, right? So I personally love that I can whip up a healthy meal like it's second nature. I put on some music and it's no longer work, but enjoyment. I also feel really good after we eat knowing that we ate nourishing food. Also, the healthier the dinner is, the more I look forward to a bit of dark chocolate or some sort of dessert or snack later on that night. So that's just an extra perk that I've personally found. I know I've covered a lot in this episode, but I really wanted to make sure you understand how your eating habits as a career woman will help you with so much more than just helping to keep preventable disease away. You deserve to feel better every day, both physically and mentally, and eating habits play such a large part in both. I'll share a really quick personal story about my past eating habits before I go. I used to work in orthopedic surgery as a physician assistant. I was in my mid-20s at the time in that particular job, just starting out in the career that I worked so hard for, so I should have been full of energy, right? Well, I wasn't. I was working pretty long hours, anywhere from 50 to 80 hours a week, depending on if I was on call or not. I thought grabbing a quick bagel as I ran out the door in the morning and eating mainly carbohydrates during the day and then cereal or pasta at night would give me the energy I needed plus have the extra benefit of saving time since it was just so convenient to eat those things. I ended up feeling tired at work all of the time, then dragging myself out the door in my free time to go for a run, which was one of the only things at the time really providing me pleasure. I felt like I always wanted to sleep. I would literally look at the floor longingly, wishing I could just curl up in a corner and take a nap. And I'm not a nap kind of a person at all, so this is kind of mind-blowing to me when I think about that now. So contrast that with how I feel now. 
after changing my eating habits around age 30, while I was still working as a physician assistant, but in spine surgery instead of orthopedic surgery, I gained so much more energy. So now as I approach age 40, I do way more than I did back in my 20s and feel like I have energy left in the tank. It's really easy to wake up in the morning and I have so much energy during the day that I've added in more hobbies and activities that I just really want to do. I've not only increased my energy levels from the food choices I'm making now, but I'm also creating more time because I have the energy to add in more enjoyable things to my day when I want to. I have a lot more on my schedule now than I did back in my 20s, but I have more energy I don't have any mental chatter about food and no negative feelings around food, around my body, or my eating habits. Therefore, I feel so much more freedom and feel so much lighter. I really want that for you, my friend. So think about what it is that you'd love to have some more energy to do, preferably something you want to do and not something you feel you need to do. Then start thinking about how nice it will be to not have any of that mental chatter creeping into your day around your eating habits. So much freedom. It's pretty amazing. That's what I have for you today on Eating Habits for Career Women. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to Eating Habits for Life so you get updated as new episodes come out. Take care and I'll talk with you soon. If you're ready to turn your eating habits around for good, then I want to personally invite you to join me inside Eating Habit Overhaul, my program for career women who want to finally break their bad eating habits simply and sustainably. To learn more, head on over to katemjohnston.com forward slash eating dash habit dash overhaul.